I'm Tyler. I'm Brevin. This is Computable. So before we get into this episode, which will be about... RAM. We have a bit of follow-up about ray tracing, right? Yes. And, well, actually, what this episode is about, random access memory. Mm -hmm. So ray tracing, apparently... Oh, man, I don't know enough about it to really confidently reiterate, but it is a way to render light in such a way that accounts for, um, like, bouncing off of objects. And I guess it's it's not rendering light directly at the location where, where the light's hitting, mm-hmm. so much as an overlay on the camera. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So sort of like a like a HUD, except for lighting. Yeah, it pro it it, it probably like I it, like I said we don't know enough about this to be able to like <laughs> oh it does this and that but it it represents light in a more realistic way than what we yeah previously maybe we using. should just leave it at that yeah <laughs> so, that's what they're trying to do I mean, and then what well I was just gonna say if you're interested you can do your own research and that's true get a much much better explanation yes. <laughs> Um, what we're going to say too is that we looked up what random access memory actually meant and mm-hmm. what random access means in that. And what it means is in a normal hard drive, you would access memory sequentially in a way that you have to actually physically go to a location that it's stored at. But when it comes to random access memory, it's stored in a way that if you know where it is, which the computer does, then you can instantly access it always at the exact same speed. There's no yeah. variable speed to it. Each each location is accessible in the same amount of time. Mm-hmm. So it's like, imagine if in your fridge you had a deep shelf full of uh, beverages, mm-hmm. right? And you wanted the beverage at the back of the shelf. You got to go buy all the beverages on the way. But imagine instead of one shelf in your fridge, you have a bunch of shelves that are immediately accessible (laughs) actually you know what no i know where you're going imagine so imagine a fridge (laughs) where you can only open from the front and you have to move everything to get to the back but now this is the new fridge which is random access memory where you can open it from the top and you can pick and grab exactly what you want without having to move anything okay yeah it's like a cool (laughs) sure Maybe it's a fringe like like a tanning booth. You know how they have like the lines of lights, but instead oh, yeah. it's lines of it's chilled lines of... beverages that yeah. you can just grab, and they're just surrounding your body. Think of another way to, to, <laughs> to talk about this. I could, I could keep going, but we'll leave it. Um, man. So speaking of which, I need some of that random acts. Oh, and just. For the record, it's not what you thought it was. Yeah, no, it's not what I said last episode. Every once in a while, randomly access your memory, (laughs) which is not the definition of random, I don't think. It's kind of. No, (laughs) it's not. It's just (laughs) incidentally, I don't know. We'll leave it. Uh, Leave it. Yeah, okay. Speaking of leaving it, no, there's no no segue there. But we need to buy RAM for our computer. Yes, we do. For my computer. It's not yours. It's ours. I built it with you. Well... I'm paying for it. All right, you got me there. We'll we'll see. We'll see. We can work out like a, <laughs> a joint ownership every other weekend. <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, um, in your in your computer, we're gonna we're gonna get RAM, of course. And I think so. Let's talk about the the capacities that are commonplace in building computers nowadays. Usually, have you heard of like when you've done research on computers? What's the numbers that you've heard when it comes to the amount of RAM in a computer? 
It seems like um, the new low standard is 8 gigs, and 16 is, is more common, and like 32 is... I, I, I honestly don't know that I would use 32. 32 is a bit overkill. Okay. You really only want 32 if you're going to be doing like rendering and a lot of editing, or having a device you know is going to have tons of stuff open at once where you want to have, you know, the maneuverability to be able to run all that stuff at once and not have slow down. But nowadays, yeah, 8 gigs is probably the lowest you want to go. Anything below that, you're really start, especially if you're gaming. If you're not gaming, you can probably get away with 4 gigs. Mm. But gaming-wise, 8, you're going to run into issues if you go below it. In, even with 8, you can still run into issues on certain newer games, because really a lot of them just eat up RAM like it's nothing. Um, 16 is very safe. It's what I have in my computer and what most people will have. And it'll get you. It'll get you through everything, basically. You never run into a game that eats up more than that. Is there any, is there a 24 gig RAM option? It seems weird that it just doubles. Yeah. So the, so the way that it works is in modern, in, in older days, they had different capacities of RAM, of course, because we didn't have access to eight gig sticks of RAM. Each RAM is contained within a stick, and usually you buy two sticks at once. Oh, okay. So if you have 16 gigabytes of RAM in your computer, you have two gigabyte sticks, or two 8 gigabyte sticks that build up to 16 gigs, and they work together. Okay, okay. Yeah, I think the Xbox 360 had like 512 megabytes. 512 megabytes, yep. Yeah, yeah, which is crazy, but it's not really if you think about how it's just running there's nothing else going on except for the game that you're playing, right? And, and the even then, though, the, yeah, even then, the 360 was pretty good, though, back in the day. It was pretty powerful. Yeah. That yeah. was one of the generations where consoles were pretty on par with what was expected for gaming computers. Because it was just... What? A, Is that true? Yeah, that was... That and the one before it, too. I don't know. I don't know, man. That might be some rose color. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm... I'm PCs weren't always better than consoles? It was one, it was those those two generations. So actually, this is like completely off topic, but I think it's interesting <laughs> to talk about. So we'll talk about it. Um, say the, you know, the Dreamcast came out and PS2, those things were basically better than what was available on computers back in the day. They were, they were better. Oh, I, is it just that there wasn't really a market for gaming PCs? So it, no one was making hardware that was good at gaming except for console they were they were making hardware geared towards it, but it's not like it is nowadays. Interesting. And the whole app, like the whole thing about, oh, I gotta have the best graphics on my computer. I wasn't born in those days. I should get that straight. I wasn't like I wasn't doing computer related stuff in the late nineties when I all that stuff you were was. Sixty five. Well, I am no, <laughs> but no, I'm I'm only twenty two years old. So those days, I wasn't doing any of that type of stuff. I was doing nothing. I was a baby. <laughs> But, um, yeah. yeah, that was when consoles were marginally better than PCs of the day. Okay. You would get better. Okay. I, this seems like the sort of thing that you would say, and then people would write in and be like, I had a PC back in 2003 that was just as good as the Xbox One is now or something. You, you know what I mean? <laughs> I would love to hear that. Yeah. But, like, I get so tense up about talking about video game consoles in the context of gaming pcs because mm-hmm. i feel like people are so ready to Attack go you. for your throat if you try to even suggest that maybe at one point in time in another galaxy there was a console that was better than the pc i think it's relatively known that back then it was a different okay a different you know time i guess where yeah it just wasn't as important for pc gamers crisis honestly was the real thing that started that whole 
wow, I can run Crisis. Wow, this looks insane. That really, like, it's interesting. That this, oh, God, this is so off topic, but I want to talk about it because it's so cool. <laughs> Crisis in, implemented so many new technologies with its engine because that was, I believe it was the first time that that engine was used in a game that that's why nothing could run it because it was, like, all new technology that had been developed. It was basically being developed for the future, which is why we're using a lot of that stuff that's in modern games. They and, didn't even worry about making it compatible with current technologies they just didn't worry about like nothing could run that well it wasn't on consoles it was a pc exclusive no yeah it was a pc exclusive when it first came out it was not on consoles it got ported to consoles after the fact but when it first came out it was pure pc and that's why they had that room to be able to let's just make the most ridiculous looking game we possibly can with the incredible physics engine (laughs) and everything it's like a boutique item like it was really a showcase of what's you know what can be done making realistic environments in a video game. Doesn't seem like a wise fiscal investment. It's not a video game developer. But the Crytek engine's a good engine. It's still used today, so that proves. Oh, did they make that engine for that game? Yeah, I believe so. Okay, that sort of makes more sense then. Is that there's the engine angle, okay. and a lot of the technology is still being used today. It was an investment. That's all that game was. And how did that do on RAM? Oh, oh my god. Back in those days, probably like 8 gigs is probably a ridiculous <laughs> amount of RAM to have. Uh, I mean, I was just trying to make a segue. I don't really care <laughs> what it did to the RAM. But um, something that I actually want to mention before I forget, I think I'm so- I am sort of confuse multi-cores with RAM sometimes because mm. they're both sort of for multitasking, right? Yeah, so RAM is just so multi cores. That's actually RAM doesn't do computations like a CPU, like a CPU would do. And when you have multiple cores in a CPU, they're all doing separate computations. But with RAM, you're saving separate instances of a thing, data, data. That's that's a better word, data in a space in memory that you can access whenever you need to at at any given point. That makes sense, actually. So. When you when you open up Google Chrome, for example, which is like like a gig and a half of RAM at this point, it's yeah, it's a, it's actually more hefty than other Explorer, like Internet Explorer type things. I don't know what number. I don't want to attribute a number to it, but when you open that, it's fairly consistent as far as how much RAM it's taking up. Yeah, each tab. Yeah, well, depending on what's on the page, of course. But, but yeah, it's fairly consistent. It's not like you know, oh, like maybe Google Chrome isn't a good example, but. Something that, like, comput- the amount, amount of computations would fluctuate as a program is running. Yes, of Whereas course. the amount of RAM would probably be fairly consistent. Um, it depends. Uh, with, with Google Chrome, yes. With games, not necessarily. The more stuff you have on screen. So, like, if you, if you go from a smaller area to a larger one that requires more assets. Yeah. Then a lot of that needs to be held in RAM so that it can be loaded in and out. Interesting. Okay. I feel like just just that... Because I, I, I think I sort of understood that it was just data, but having you say that out loud, mm-hmm. that helps me a lot. Okay, that's great. Okay. Yeah, it's really important for gaming, and as times went on, this is actually a perfect segue. Uh, DDR3 and DDR4 are basically the two types of RAMs that you'll see nowadays. And anyone who has DDR3 RAM probably just built their computer before DDR4 was really commonplace, which is the only... Like, I have DDR3 RAM in my computer but I also built it in 2013 when that was the best thing available. Um, For your computer, we'll be dealing with DDR4. It's basically just faster and better performance-wise. I don't know exactly what the number stands for. I don't know what it signifies. 
probably something to do with the access, right? Maybe. A. <laughs> um, DDR, I don't know what it stands for either. It does not stand for Dance Dance Revolution. Well, it might. It may be a... <laughs> if you don't know what it stands for. I guess it technically could. Um, well, you know what you did to prepare? You Googled, does DDR stand for Dance Revolution? And it just said, no. So you're like, okay, that, that possibility is not... That's the only one yeah. we're sure on. Right. Um, but yeah, DDR4 is faster, better performance, less uh, power consumption too. It's just as technology gets better, you know how it works. Everything gets a little bit better. With your computer, we'll be dealing with DDR4 RAM. Because, actually, this is another thing, too. The newest motherboards only handle DDR4 RAM. They can't accept older RAM as time's gone on. Oh, interesting. So, like, if I wanted to upgrade the RAM on my computer, I'd have to still stick with DDR3, unless I upgraded my motherboard as well. Because it only... So there's some sort of compatibility yeah. to worry about. Okay. Yeah. But for you, like, DDR5 doesn't exist yet, and I don't think I've seen anything on release dates for it, so... There's nothing you can really do about it unless you want to wait, but that's a silly game to play, I think, when you don't know when it's coming. In general, you'd probably want the most recent technology that's available for your motherboard. Yeah, with a budget like yours, yeah. Okay. If you have a low budget and you save costs, then get the low, get the um, older generation. But with you, DDR4 is the way One thing that I'm sort of having like a minor revelation right now mm-hmm. about RAM, because when I was looking at like, my gaming laptop and trying to buy that i remember thinking that ram was important because it sounds like one of the things that people who build pcs bring up yeah where it's like oh i gotta get that ram but now now that i sort of understand what it is i realize it's just a a, like a cap you know that's yeah that's literally if i if i have a terabyte of ram on my computer it doesn't matter if the game only needs three gigabytes of it it's not going to utilize the extra Man, oh, that helps so much. I'm the like, only thing that would help with performance-wise with RAM is the speed that can increase, you know, frames in a game or do things like that. DDR3, but will, only up to a certain point. It's yeah, it's not like getting a better graphics card. Yeah, you wouldn't be. Oh, let me utilize all the extra RAM I have to. I guess you could store the whole game in RAM. Yeah, you could get better loading times, but no one does that. That sounds crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, just with speed, that would be the only performance. And I've seen some cases, um, where certain games, because all games are optimized differently, uh, speed of your RAM can actually kind of significantly, it depends what you count as significant. Speed of the RAM, though, not size. Yeah, not size. Yeah, that'll never. You're right. Okay, okay. Always the speed is what matters when it comes to actual performance. And then... I guess the amount would matter if you didn't have enough. Yes, that's when you'd run in the issues where if you don't have enough ram you basically can't play the game at whatever setting you're trying to because it'll stutter like crazy because it's trying to use oh because it like cycles through the different textures i guess it tries to use so if you run out of ram on your computer it tries to take memory from a hard drive and use that as ram and that's way slower so it's gonna make everything really choppy because it doesn't have the random access yep i'm learning some this is great i I feel (laughs) like i've learned more on this episode than any of our previous ones man wow all right yeah so um for your speed let's we'll talk about that um basically it's split into a couple of different things i think the lowest i've seen for ddr4 is it i think it goes a little lower but the lowest i've seen for people building gaming computers is 2000 megahertz it's kind of low to put that in perspective of what my computer has it has 1600 and that was in 2013 which was a normal amount Normal amount. Okay. Normal amount of speed. For high-end computers, I've seen 
3,400, but I think 3,000 is a really good speed where you're it's not like almost double yours. Yeah, it's it's massive difference, and you would notice it. Like, say if I took the lowest speed um, RAM, 2,000 megahertz DDR4, and compared it to performance wise to a 3,000 megahertz DDR4. They'd probably be like seven FPS ten, which can make a difference. That's enough to be noticeable. Wow. It depends on the game, though. Of course, you know what? It's I just, not always the same. It's not like you're storing each frame in RAM, right? Yeah, no, that's okay. That's the graphics card dealing with that. That would be an interesting way to think about things, but it would be an incorrect way to think about things. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I just wanted to get that out of the way because I don't. I I make assumptions that as you as you've learned. So, how many speed options are there? For you, five or four, but I really think 3,000 is what you're going to deal with because the performance increase between 3,200 and 3,400 compared to 3,000 isn't enough for you to care, in my opinion. What what would the price difference be? 20 or 30 dollars, but it's still, it's just not, it's it's not going to be conceivable to what you're looking at and what you're trying to deal with, and it's not worth it, in my opinion. How how quickly... Well, I guess it's historically not that quickly, but how how quickly would RAM become unusable? Like amount of RAMs begin to affect you negatively? That's a that's a really good question. Um so I can actually talk a little bit about my computer. So I had eight gigabytes of RAM originally and I upgraded it. I had two uh four gigabyte sticks when I first got my computer, and I didn't run into any issues with games until until Forza Motorsport 6 came out for the PC, they have a demo version that they built specifically for the PC to check how their engine would work on uh, the computer. And that was the first game that made me hit my limit for just because that, like, no matter what settings, I would always hit 8 gigs of RAM. And that was oh, wow. roughly 2016, 2015. How so do you know that, by the way? That's sort of like a. How did I know that was what was the issue? Yeah. Uh, internet and looking at my statistics uh, program that shows what's happening to my computer currently. So it'll tell you how much RAM you're using. And I was using 8,092 megabytes, which is exactly the limit of the RAM. And once you hit that limit, it's going to start using the like hard benchmarking drives. software. Yeah, benchmarking software, exactly. Okay. And that's how I figured out what that was. And doing research, people with 8 gigabytes just weren't getting through it. In 2016, you couldn't play Forza. I mean, that's like a wide... Well, I guess it's one of those really intense graphically. It does look really good. Yeah. But the RAM, for whatever reason, it just... I could get away with everything else, but that that game could just... Would not run very well. It ran, of course, but it was choppy. Do modern consoles have 8 gigs of RAM? Uh, The Xbox One, I believe, does, and I think the PS4 also does. I don't know what the Xbox One X has. I know it's higher. And I believe the PS4 Pro is also higher. It's just funny because I, I would imagine that the console version of Forza 6 would use less than 8 gigs of RAM. It does. But that's also because they built built it for the console and that opens up. When you're building specifically for a very specific architecture, it's a lot easier to optimize when than when you're dealing with variables. Oh, like a widespread, just like... Yeah. That's how they can get GTA 5 to run on a 360. I've been thinking a lot about game optimization and i wonder why where do you set the low end you know like you could make it just like 
really I guess if if there's a game where you have so many enemies on screen, mm-hmm. you don't want to affect the gameplay. But let's say you can bring the textures down like massively mm-hmm. and decrease the amount of polygons. You could potentially run uh I don't know. Modern any, any modern I see where you're going. Any, any modern game, game with you, really you could, awful Yeah, yeah. You hardware. could run Halo six on a PC from two thousand eight. See, that's that's a really interesting. That thing, uh, this is off topic, but it's very. I want to talk about it because it's cool. Um, if you're dealing with a game that has a competitive edge to it, then you have to make sure that everyone's on an even playing field. So, PUBG. Are you familiar with PUBG? Yeah, Player Unknown's Battleground. Yeah, it's a was it was a very popular um, battle royale. If you've never heard of it. Uh, a couple of like, I guess a year technically ago or so. the originator of the battle royale genre kind of as as we know it it was the one that made it popular that's a good way to put it okay technically it wasn't the original but there was like one game arma 3 is the original oh the mod for arma 3 oh interesting i th- i think there was actually like a battle royale focused video game that came out in like 2003 i don't know don't even anyway i don't know enough about that to speak to it but okay. um so when you're dealing with a game like that PUBG had an issue when it first came out where everyone would decrease the shadow settings so that you don't have to worry about that getting in the way of you seeing other players. So that's a setting where you need to have... You can't go below this amount of shadows. Same thing with grass. They they had a setting where you didn't have to render grass whatsoever or a very minimal amount. So if I'm playing with my grass grass amounts turned up really high and I'm hiding in what I think other people are seeing as a bunch of grass yep they're just looking at me lying on a flat on a plane. flat plane yeah <laughs> so if you play with higher graphics in those types of games you're at a disadvantage technically so they had to set a minimum bar to what's acceptable <laughs> for everyone to be on an even playing I w- field i would have never considered that yep. that is so interesting and there's there's tons of games that um have gotten not tons i've gotten around it but i know the arma series uh which is what PUBG is based off of the engine it's very similar to the arm engine it got around that with if a character's being rendered from really far away, say you're looking at someone through a sniper scope and they're like half a mile away. If you, the way that they hide them is by sinking them like inside of the terrain to simulate it being almost like they're in the grass because they're not rendering that grass from that far away. So you would just be flat on the plane. So they sink you in a little bit. And if you have, you know, camouflage on it's still kind of hard to see you imagine having to have to write that up that patch where you need to detect the player oh my god that's making my head <laughs> it, hurt it's crazy though what it. they have to like take into account to make things fair in those types so of situations the, the player with the low graphic settings needs to know that another player is having has high graphic settings to render that player lower into the ground from the perspective of the player playing on low graphics settings. Yeah, yeah. It needs to take into account all that. And it's not necessarily that it needs to know, though. It's just, depending on what your settings are, that's how it's going to be rendered. There's no, like, transfusion, or that's that's an awful word to use, but transferring of data where it's like, oh, this guy's running at high settings, this guy's running at low settings, so we need to oh, make okay. a scenario for that. It's just, if you're running at high settings, then you don't need to worry necessarily about sinking them into the ground. Because there's going to be grass over there, but if they're at low settings, sink them into the ground. Okay, that's away. okay. That's actually far simpler. I yeah, I was imagining like a dynamic system where okay, um, but what I was thinking might be a reason would be 
like marketing, I guess, where you don't want footage to exist of your game running and looking like total garbage. That's such a good point, and I've never thought about that. But that that totally explains a lot. Yeah. So even like a lot of low, very low settings still looks really bad. Like um, I'm Kingdom Come Deliverance is a bad example, but mm-hmm. it's like super everything's super blotchy and the graph the textures look just awful so like at that point i wonder why not just make everything solid colors and like lime green i, I don't know i the, the other thing in that we're not talking about would be the artistic i vision. was literally gonna say the exact same thing. really it's so funny that you said that. yeah so i guess now now that i'm sort of putting myself in the shoes of a developer like you don't want someone playing some broke ass version of of your game yeah where nothing looks as it should yeah exactly Okay, I can sort of understand that. And it's more. funny that we're talking about this too, because I keep mentioning Crisis because it's always it was that special game. It's the only game you've played, right? It's the only thing I've ever played. <laughs> um, it for being a game that is really difficult to run at max settings. Surprisingly, if you scale it all the way down, it looks like absolute crap. Really? It gets rid of all that extra stuff, and it it, it looks so bad. And is it runnable? I thought you said it's runnable, but it's more so. When people use that meme, it's like, can you run the maxed out version of Crisis? Oh, okay. The older version, the less version, uh, the, oh my god, I can't speak. The version without um, higher quality graphics is easily runnable on hardware from that data, or from that date. Will my, will my PC have any trouble running Crisis on Max? No, not even close. Okay. You'll be able to experience Crisis on Max. at least 10 years old at this point. 12 years old. Oh, yeah. You, you, of course, you know exactly. Yeah, two thousand seven is. <laughs> is when Crisis came out. Okay, yeah, that's funny. Okay, all right. I feel like we haven't talked much about RAM, but um, honestly, it's because there's not super a lot to talk about. That's really fun. It's really just numbers. It's numbers and it's speed, and that's it. And the amount that you should have, and I think it's it's simple. There's not that much variation. It's it's the two variables that we already talked about yeah that's that's really all you're going to take into account when you're choosing it um obviously manufacturers make their own ram uh corsair has it asus all of them um the only thing that's different on them is really how they look so if you're trying to go for a certain aesthetic on your computer you want to choose a certain brand over the other which we've established that we don't really care about in this situation yeah and RAM heats up like everything else in a computer, and the way oh, that they no, design it doesn't have its own fans. It doesn't. No, it doesn't okay. have fans, but it has like radiators basically on it. It's like metal that sticks out. But they use that into the design of how the RAM looks, so it doesn't matter. I just it, you don't even have to think about it. It literally does not matter. It's just something else to talk about with the RAM. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, we didn't. I don't know if we said. Am I getting sixteen or thirty-two? Sixteen. Okay. Thirty-two is overkill. And if you want to, so actually. If you want to get to 32, eventually you can. So your motherboard's going to have four slots for RAM, which is the normal amount in a standard motherboard. We're going to get you two 8-gigabyte sticks of 3,000 megahertz. And then if you want to upgrade later on, if you find that in three years games are eating up more than 16 gigs, just buy another two sticks and you throw them in. It's really easy to That's really upgrade. nice. So I, it's not like I need to replace the original 16 with a 32-gig component. They're each 8 gigs. Yeah. And just the only thing you have to make sure is they're the same speed and uh, same same manufacturer. They need to be the same exact model, too. So could I do 24 if I wanted to? You could, but that actually opens up another a segue to something that is important to talk about. 
uh, if you want a dual channel or single channel RAM. Single channeling RAM isn't very good. I don't know the science behind it of why it impacts performance, uh, but it, it's less it's less performance. I don't know what single channel means. Okay, so okay, <laughs> it is basically having so there's four slots like I explained before, right? You only have one slot taken up with a piece like a stick of RAM. In dual channel mode, you would have one slot, then you would have one slot that's empty, then you would have another slot that's full. That's just how uh, motherboard manufacturers do it. And in dual channel performance, you get better performance. Based on the slot positioning? Literally, yeah. It's just, just, just how it reads Given it. the way... Okay, so I am. I guess they would, they would set that up because they would expect people to have either 16 or 32. Yeah. Both of which are divisible by two... 8 gigabyte sticks mm-hmm. so okay I or guess. you could do 64 if you got four 16 gigs is it even possible to use 24 then it is you could do 16 uh you could do yeah you could do three eight gigs but you'd be getting less performance out of that worse performance yeah worse performance <laughs> out of that eight gigabytes that's in single channel mode than if you had 32 gigs that was all running in dual channel Okay, I don't really understand it, but I'll take your word for it. It's not anything you're gonna have to worry about because you're never gonna be running in dual channel or in single channel. Why am I? What's the price difference between two eight gig sticks and one sixteen gig? I know that right now RAM is cheaper than it's been in the past. Oh, actually, if I did one sixteen gig, I would get it would be single channel. Yeah, you'd have worse performance. Okay, overall, continue, but that's that is a factor. Yeah, that's why you wouldn't choose that. Okay, even if it was a little bit cheaper. RAM has come come down in price a lot. I know the last time I checked, 16 gigs of, or two 8 gigabyte sticks of 3000 megahertz DDR4 RAM was roughly $120. Okay. Which isn't expensive at all compared to two years ago, it was 220 something ridiculous like that. It's gone down a lot. Oh my gosh. I don't know how much 116 gigabyte would be in comparison. It'd probably be roughly similar. It's not going to be, I think it'd be a little less actually. It'd probably be like, $110. But that makes sense. Why would you buy that when you're going to get worse performance? Unless you want to do 32 gigs. In course. which case, it would be $100 more ish yeah, exactly. altogether. Yeah. Okay. All right. I, wow. All right. I feel like we, we talked a little bit about it at the beginning, and then we had this massive <laughs> uh, diversion. Yep. And now that we've talked about it at the end more, I, I've learned much more in the last little segment that we have here. So. Yeah, that's great. That works out. Yep. Any any final words on RAM? Not that I can think of. Okay. Not the most interesting thing. It seems fairly simple. Yeah, like, it's, there's like a lot I less was choice. Saying, you just need to meet the minimum threshold for what games are about running at nowadays, mm-hmm. whenever that is for the listener. And like do some research on the speed and see see what so so i guess it's really about your budget if you need to save the money there then get the 2000 megahertz oh okay that makes sense okay even simpler then yeah wow. all right well then brevin i've been tyler i've been brevin this is computable